Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. In a week when I found myself um, not obsessing, but certainly um, thinking about some of the smaller things that affect you in your day-to-day life, um, whilst at the same time being bombarded with news from the wider world, which just seemed to be getting, you know, stranger and going at a, a faster pace as the week a week went on, um, and then and then something from closer to home you know, hit me um, towards the end of the week, which brought everything into into a lot more perspective. Um, so we'll, we'll get on with that, um, but not until we've had a little bit of my twangy guitar. Monday. I'm running out of stationery, um, and I don't mean in the pens and pencils kind of sense. I mean to be honest, to be honest, we're swimming in pens and pencils. I mean, most of them need sharpening. Um, I don't know what it is about having a house with kids in it that, in reality, you have you have pencils uh, everywhere and coloured pencils everywhere, and every one of them is is at the point where it needs sharpening. But it does seem to be a facet of life with kids. But I'm not I'm not running out of stationery in that sense. Um, I'm missing out on stationery that comes from being in a job with a company that produced stationery. And you're now thinking, well, you didn't work for a company that produced stationery. You worked for a company that made microphones. And you're exactly right. But if you work for a big corporate uh, or you work for anybody that that has customers and therefore produces, you know, bits of bits of stuff as marketing giveaways and 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 you know whether you know you might have people to do a training course or what have you and you always hand them something and the default thing that you tend to hand people is bits of is bits of stationery so you end up getting lots of nice little notepads and and things you know that then keep you keep you going um and um and on top of that I used to stay at a lot of hotels so I used to steal you know little pads and things that were around and and I, and I always have a I always have a pad on my desk and a pad in my bag and just to make little notes and little scribbles and what have you in fact if you've noticed um for a while I used to um print a copy of the running order for um for TFM um on a on a little notepad that had come from a hotel in Cambridge come from the university arms in Cambridge which was fantastic i actually stole two of those last time i was there and uh and the and the real downside of uh one of the huge downsides of the of the lockdown is the fact that um i've still got some marriott reward points left and that was one of the places i was going to use to spend them and was going to take the opportunity whilst i was there to speak to the staff and see if i could pilfer you know on mass, um, pil- pilfer in bulk, um, you know, pads and pencils because their their pencils are very good as well. Uh, I do like a nice pencil. Anyway, that's a that's a conversation for a different day. And it's probably just a side of age. But I'm now at the stage where I'm running out of acquired stationery, and when you don't work in that sphere anymore, you um, you, do, you just don't get the opportunity to get it given. So I'm contemplating. Buying things that which it which is which brings 
like a 15 or 20 year cycle of not having to worry about buying that kind of stuff to an end. So um, listen, if you want to send me stuff, I'm, I'm more than happy to take it. Um, and if the University Arms in Cambridge is listening, your pads and pencils are great. Um, you know, and if you wanted to send me a little pack full, but that'd be fantastic. But one of the things about being outside of the working world is this is this is one of the things that seems to stop. And, and it's do you know what? It's a little bit disappointing. Tuesday. I've mentioned before that I enjoy a podcast called Romaniacs, and um, and and as you'd expect, that's um, all all about the the whole Brexit debate, and it's focused, um, you know, and it's it's by people who have the uh, position that that leaving the EU is a, a a bonkers idea, and, and we would be better if we stayed. Uh, and I'm not going to go over that debate again. Um, but this, this show has a that has a sister podcast. It had a kind of a spin-off podcast, uh, you know, a, a, a Frasier to the Cheers, if you will, um, called the Bunker. And the Bunker um, basically tackles the non-Brexit related stuff, or looks at the non-Brexit related stuff, and it and it tackles politics, but it tackles wider issues that feed into politics. And it had an episode on this week uh, with a guy called John Kampfner, who I uh, have come across in the past because he, for a while, he was uh, the guy in charge of the Creative Industries Federation. And I went to a couple of events that um, they hosted and that and I was, was very impressed with him when he spoke, um, you know, um, and, uh, and, th- and thought he was a really interesting guy and followed him on Twitter and what have you. And, uh, and he says some very sensible things. Uh, and this week I learned a little bit more about his backstory in terms of the fact that he's been a journalist that's always spent a lot of time in, in Germany and specifically in Berlin. And uh, and he did an episode um, on the bunker about um, about Berlin and about Germany and about how Germany seems to be better at getting itself organised than the UK does, uh, and that um, for, for you know what is the the secret behind Germany's ability to to sort of do do the right things, make the right calls, always seem to be growing and seem to be having everything. You know, kind of under under control in a way that's you know we look at um, and we envy to a certain extent. Um, and it was a really interesting program because what it it ended up talking about was was the fact that effectively Germany um, isn't mired in the past because that period of German history that you know included the two world wars and and you know for the for the back half of the uh, the nineteenth century was something that they don't look back on and they don't celebrate and actually is something that is is largely i'd say shameful but it's certainly not 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 a piece of history they want to dwell on um what it's meant is that germany actually is you know behaves like a country that's really only you know 50 60 years old in fact john argued that it behaves like a country that's really only 30 years old because he kind of takes the view that germany really came into being modern germany came into being at the point when you know when the wall came down, which is you know thirty years or so ago, um, but what was interesting about the whole concept was therein lies the difference that we you know the UK and and Britain seems to be trapped by its past, doesn't seem to be able to break out of its past, wants to see everything through the prism of either imperialism or or the Second World War, and because of that can't actually break itself free you know to 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 make 
I, I guess, fairly simple and straightforward and um, pragmatic decisions. So the whole, the whole, you know, Brexit debate and argument, the whole take back control kind of message and why that resonated is is about this kind of fact that we've not reconciled our, our self to to the for, you know the former glories we had or what we perceived to be former glories um and and that somehow we're trying to claw all those back all of the time rather than reinventing ourselves to you know to face the world in a different in a different way um and it was a it was a fascinating program. I'm gonna I'll, I'll put the link on the show notes just because it's something to listen to to just to get an alternative point of view as to where some of our problems lay or stem from and how there is an alternative way of looking at it. Then it then it was a, just a very balanced piece of commentary, um, but it does explain quite a lot. Um, so yeah, a, a really a really you know I I I, I was walking while I was listening to it. And it was a real sort of, you know, an hour, hour because I, I, I then sort of just carried on walking without anything going on after I finished. It's only half an hour long, but then it was a real moment of, of reflection and joining of dots when I when I finished. So I would wholeheartedly recommend it, and I'll, as I say, I'll put the link on the on the notes. Wednesday. I've always had a trait whereby when I write down numbers, particularly if they're phone numbers, so six-digit blocks of numbers, that I reverse the numbers in the middle. So the number that would be in position three and the number that would be in position four, for whatever reason, when I'm writing things down, I have this, I have this kind of um, subconscious um, need. Not even a need. I just, I just do it. I subconsciously switch over numbers three and four. Uh, and I've done it for a long while, and I've often looked back over emails or messages or text messages and sent and realised I've sent people the wrong phone number. So you know, for years and years and years, there'll be some chap who you know, or, or, or well, somebody whoever, won't be necessarily a chap, but there'll be somebody who's got the same phone number as me, but with the two middle digits reversed, who will be, um, you know, who who will be getting lots of calls from people uh, after me, and it'll be the same if I've tried to forward a number on somebody else. Um, and that's fine, and you know, got used to it. It, it is what it is. Um, but I've now started missing whole words out of text messages. So I'll be, I'll be going through a message in my head. I'll have worked out what I want to say in my head. I'll have worked out there's a word in the middle, and then when I type it, I just miss a random word out for no particular reason. And it's starting to happen more and more. And I don't know if there's something in this. The the um, I in my head I think I've typed the word, um, it, and and yet I've actually, I've actually not. And then I go and press send and realise there's a gaping hole or, or or a sentence that doesn't make sense because, you know, a normally you know a fairly descriptive word out the middle has actually, actually been and gone. Uh, well, it's not been and gone. It was never there in the first place. So I don't know if there's something in this. I don't know if this. I'm, I'm hoping it's not the start, the start of something far more serious, uh, and that it is just one of those things whereby your brain gets ahead of itself. You think you've thought it, so therefore you think you've done it, and actually you haven't because because you know your motor skills haven't caught up with where your brain's at. So I'm hoping it's nothing more than that. Um, but if anybody can shed any light on it for me, I would really appreciate it because I haven't got a clue why I do it. 
Um, and I missed out the word comfortable this week. I don't know why. You know, comfortable is a big word. It's a big word not to realise you've all, you know, to realise you've not typed. And that, that then threw a complete sentence. So, uh, hmm. yeah. Well, if you can shed any light, you, please, you, please let me know. Thursday. It's all part of the plan. If you saw any of the footage or read any of the feedback about the first presidential debate in the US, then you will have had um, the sense that, that this was a real low point. That the sight of two men who apparently are the best the country has to offer uh, in terms of presidential candidates, uh, you know, just essentially getting annoyed with each other. And, and to be fair to Biden, probably quite rightly, because, well, not quite rightly, but I mean, certainly Trump's, you know, uh, plan to just snipe from the sidelines for the entire debate um, was, you know, w- was 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 fairly awful. Um, and and I guess when you if you look at it as a single event, you just go, wow. You know, how have we got this far? How have we arrived at this point? But I think the the, the bit that's missing um, or that maybe where the dots aren't being joined is that's exactly the journey that we're being taken on. We're being taken on a journey to lower our expectations so much that when anything then that comes along that is nothing other than the base level of behavior or the base level of performance, that we somehow eulogize that to make it more than it actually is. So it's a constant, you know, we've spent four years with Trump with just a constant picking away at everything, constantly, you know, sniping from the edges to undermine everything, to make us feel that everything is terrible. So that when actually just a, there's a glimmer of competence comes along, that we should laud it as if it is, as I say, something something quite spectacular. And it's the same situation that's gone on with Brexit. And I was thinking this week when when the news started to come out about Kent and about these, you know, um, these um, sort of passes you're going to need to get into Kent and the whole idea that 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 Kent, which which I think it's been accepted for a while, is going to become a lorry park. Now there's kind of a, a you know a move to make sure that doesn't happen by essentially moving the problem somewhere else. So all that happens is that you know you might end up with three, four counties and a what and a longer piece of road network being absolutely gridlocked because it, it, at least then you won't have it focused all in one particular space when actually it's this is not something that has to happen you know the 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 all the issues that are going to happen at the borders are are this is completely dis, on, on the back of decisions that that we've made um, there was something on a, a podcast I was listening to this week with a politician um, from Northern Ireland who who said that the, the you know what's happening to the UK and what will happen to the UK and what the natural um, uh, result of uh, or, or, or the things that are going to take place are a natural result of the decisions that we've been that we've taken. So the decision to leave the EU with no thought to what was going to happen. In, in Ireland and, and the impact on the Good Friday Agreement will lead to the things, you know, that either a border in Ireland or a border down the Irish Sea, they are just the natural resolution of the things that we've said that we want. Um, and if you go back to the American idea of, of, of our expectations are being set so low now, then it talks to two things that are going on at the moment. I do think there will be some form of deal. 
uh, they'll get brokered at the last minute. And it will be a threadbare nonsense of a deal that will involve a lot of concessions and the UK being worse off than it was before. But because all the talk at the moment is about no deal and about that kind of catastrophe, then we will replay what we what we played at this point, you know, at this kind of point last year or earlier on in the year, where Johnson will appear with something uh, and last time it was just Theresa May's deal with, well, a weaker version of Theresa May's deal. And he and it will be lauded as a great triumph because the UK's got a deal and that'll be fine. The fact that we will have made compromises to get there, for whatever reason, we will still be saying this is a deal. Because actually at the moment all we're really being force fed is the idea that, that there isn't going to be a deal at all. Whilst at the same time, of course, blaming the EU for that. So there's, you know, there's an, there's an example there of you set the expectations really low and then you deliver not even the base level of competence, but somehow you can stand up and say, yeah, but we got a deal. And it's like, well, n no, because everywhere's going to be so much worse off. Um, and if you go back, let's, let's go back to pre-referendum. Okay. So all these terms that have, we've gone through in the, in, the, in the two or three years since everything kicked off, they're all being shied away from now. There was going to be a Brexit dividend. Where's the, where's the you know, 350 million quid that was going to go into the NHS? Well, that's, that's gone. The, the idea of a Brexit dividend has gone. The idea that there would be no checks and balances at borders. The idea that trade would be seamless. The idea that it would be no cost for business, that it would be easier, that it would open up frontiers to do business, to give opportunities like we've never had. All of this is now not being talked about. All these things have just slowly been taken out of the debate and everything is being ratcheted down. The whole concept of Project Fear, which was which was attacked mercilessly, is now aren't that, that those things are just Project Fear is now government research papers. Project Fear is is data and prediction coming out from government departments, not you know not where we were two or three years ago. So um, it's. It's, it's a car crash of epic proportions, but the bigger, more underlying thing is it's, a, it's an ongoing trend. It's a trend to belittle and talk down and shout at and undermine and then lower expectations all the time, deliver mediocrity and somehow be seen like you're actually you know, doing a service to your nation. And, and it needs to be called out for what it is. It needs to be called out for mediocrity because that's exactly exactly what it is. Friday. Every once in a while, something happens that just stops you in your tracks and flips the way you think about everything. Um, I saw a couple of things on Facebook last night, uh, which troubled me because it talked to the fact that we, you know, um, the sure, the company I worked for, um, it looked like somebody had passed away in the Shaw family. That we'd lost a member of the, you know, of the Shaw team. And as it as it transpired, as I woke up this morning and and checked again, yes, it, 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 that had happened. So an individual who, you know, been a, a senior individual at Shaw and somebody who I'd uh, got to know a little bit, nothing like as much as I would have liked to have done, but got to know a little bit uh, based in the US had had passed away. Uh, now I know I know no details of it at all, um, and I guess it's one of those things where. 
Um, as I say, the individual in question I, I knew of and had been in the room with plenty of times, but didn't know that well. But on the couple of times I had spent time with him, um, and we'd, you know, we'd had fairly vociferous arguments about, well, not arguments, but conversations about politics and what have you. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd been taken by the same thing that everybody else who, who, you know, got to know him a lot better than I did was taken by, which was when you were with him, you felt like the only person in the room. Um, you know, he went out of his way to make you feel like, um, you were the most important person in that space and, and, you know, and the conversation you were having was the most important conversation that he could be having at that point of time. And he did that with a warmth and a kindness and a humanity, um, you know, that you take for granted until you realise it's not there anymore. Um, I, it, it's one of those things where I regret not getting to know this individual better. And it's only because our paths didn't, didn't cross, you know. Um, though the last event I went to in the US, uh, the last kind of global gathering I went to, you know, in, uh, whilst I was working, uh, for sure, um, you know, was was when we found ourselves on a boat, yakking on and having a really a really great time, and it's a piece of news that's really hit me quite hard, because the world is a better place when you know individuals like that exist, and when one of those lights goes out, then the world is a slightly darker place. And I've you know, and I've uh, spouted on this week about about nonsense from around the globe and how things on a bigger scale are just, you know, are difficult to comprehend. But what's the big thing that's fundamental to, to some of the things I've been trying to shout out this week is that the humanity and the warmth and the empathy um, of the soul that we've just lost um, isn't what's being reflected in the wider world and there's the problem. There's ultimately, you know, the issue and where we are that an individual who could be warm and could be and, and could be kind and was, you know, and oozed, you know, um, fairness and pragmatism and all those things is now no longer with us. And yet some of the um, s some of the calculated self-centered nonsense that we're dealing with, um, you know, in our everyday lives, in terms of the leadership of countries, that's 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 flourishing, and 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 something's wrong there. If those two things seem to be going side by side, so um, my condolences to the rest of the uh, the, the the Shaw family, uh, particularly those people who knew this individual well. Um, but certainly, I can I can appreciate that he he will have touched many more lives in the way that he touched mine. Um, and there'll be a lot of people um, feeling s sadder and, and uh, just a little bit darker than you know than they were uh, at the start of the week. Um, in which case, all I would say to everybody is just stay safe and take care of each other and hold your loved ones tight because you just don't know what's round that corner. And you know what? All the nonsense I've kind of called out tonight. We'll deal with that. We'll get through that. In the words of the great Mark Kermode, uh, things will be all right in the end. This is just a cycle that we're going through. But when you lose those people and when those lights go out, they're not coming back. So we really should cherish those moments. I'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>
enjoyed therapy for me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.